Hello, and welcome to Twalmy Talks Business, a show in response to the lessons learned during the coronavirus pandemic to inspire us to continue adapting and innovating so as to retain and attract businesses that will strengthen our local economy and assist our community in becoming more resilient. I'm your host, Cole Prisabella, Director of Innovation and Business Assistance here in the County of Tuolumne. And today I'm joined by Barbara Hayes of Rural County Representatives of California to kick off season two of Tuolumne Talks Business with this season, our focus on economic development. What is it? Why is it? And how can we learn from each other as economic development professionals to better our communities? So Barbara, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Thank you, Barbara. So I like starting the show on a, a personal note. So how are you today? We're good. Um, I'm good. I'm looking out the window of my new home office um, here because of the pandemic, of course, but um, the sky is, uh, you know, it's, it's snowing ash, if I can mix metaphors there, um, here in my backyard in Yolo County. So now on top of the pandemic, we've got the heat wave and the fires. We're being tested. So one of the things I'm always interested in, especially um, knowing your role at RCRC, is kind of how did how did you get to where you were? What's your path in the economic development economic development world? Well, it it's a funny story. None of my path has been deliberate. It's all been quite accidental. So um, you know, when I was in college, I was going to be an accountant, and was studying and um, actually uh, sat for half of the CPA exam while taking coursework to do so. Um, and my accounting TA at the time at UC Davis um, looped me into a, an internship with the State Department of Commerce at the time. And um, it was a job, so I, I went and did it. I was a, a student needing some income, and I fell in love with economic development. And I, at one point, thought as I was approaching the end of my accounting studies and looking at sitting for the, the remaining portion of the CPA exam, I thought, why in the world would I want to be an accountant when I can do this? Um, so I never finished the CPA exam and went down the path of economic development. So again, just kind of fell into it. And, and that kind of sums up um, how I got to RCRC after a career that included not only working in economic development for the state, for the trade and commerce agency, um, but then I left uh, the state and went to work at the regional level. And I was lucky enough for 20 years to work for the Sacramento Area Commerce and Trade Organization, 14 of which I served as the president and CEO. And it was a privilege to, to play that role and to be responsible for marketing and business attraction on behalf of the greater Sacramento region. And then I left there, um, again, after 20 years, quite literally to follow my daughter's basketball team around. <laughs> she was a collegiate uh, athlete. Um, and I began consulting so that it would enable me to be able to do that. And RCRC came to me quite accidentally. I, of course, knew, the, knew of the organization. And um, through relationships was introduced uh, again to the organization and to Greg Norton, the president, who um, ultimately asked if I would help him um, stand up an economic development arm for the organization. And again, it's a privilege to be able to do so. It's a wonderful organization and a great opportunity. So that's how I got to where I am. Thank you. 
I'm going to come back to RCRC because I want to know kind of what you do there. But first, in your, how about let's just say the past experience, maybe let's stick with Sacramento. What are, what are some of the, your proudest accomplishments or what was maybe a particular story that is something we can learn from, from your time in Sacramento? Well, you know, when I worked for the, uh, for the Sacramento region, as I mentioned, my, my primary job was marketing um, the Sacramento region quite literally to the world. So I would travel to Asia twice a year and meet with companies there and travel across the United States. And um, so, you know, most memorable are all of the opportunities I was afforded. But for me, success was always driving around the region and seeing all the cars in the parking lots of the companies that I had had a hand in helping locate or expand. And, you know, the likes of NEC or Siemens or uh, Oracle through the years, or people don't know this, but the GAPS point of sale location is out in Rockland, California, and it generates as a point of sale sales tax for Placer County which is, as, as you know, as a local economic developer, that's the crown jewel um, in the crown of economic development is being able to generate a sales tax component to go with your property tax and employee revenue that's generated. But, um, you know, it's just really the, the point of pride for me is, is really driving around the region and seeing the cars in the parking lot because those cars equal uh, employees and jobs that support not only individuals, but families and quite honestly, local communities. Right. And, and as you kind of transition, I can imagine that Sacramento marketing, while it's a big city, it's the capital, it has a lot of driving factors of a deep water pour and all this and that. It's quite different when you start to talk about Tuolumne County or Calaveras County or Northern California. So how how does that transition work? Like, what is there a change in focus? Because I, I can I imagine that Cisco is not trying to attract Oracle. So how can we learn from your past experiences on kind of this transition to representing rural counties? Right. Well, you know, you're right. It is very different. You're looking at different types of companies, perhaps not always the not always true. But to your point about Oracle. Um, you know, you might not be attracting an, an Oracle in Siskiyou County or Tuolumne County, although they'd be lucky to locate in either. Um, but you, in order to get to an Oracle, you need the same things, whether it's Placer County or Siskiyou or Tuolumne. You need solid infrastructure. You know, you need reliable, um, affordable electric supply. You need water. Um, you need broadband these days. Um, so you need, everybody needs that foundation and that foundation impacts who you're going to go after um, uh, and, and what you're going to be successful in, in terms of industry sectors you go after. And the other key component that, that probably differentiates those, all of those areas is the workforce. So workforce is the largest ongoing cost that a company incurs after the initial capital investment. Um, so companies make decisions largely, site location decisions based largely on workforce availability because um, talent, these days talent is still king, you know, being able to get the people you need to make your company successful. Um, so I would say that foundational infrastructure piece needs to be there regardless of where you are. Um, and then the workforce, you need to know 
know what the composition of your existing workforce is. And that in large part can and should determine what companies you want to go after, or you need to develop a workforce with your high schools and your community colleges, perhaps, um, to be able to enable you to go after companies that are perhaps aspirational. Right. I, I think that I stumbled upon that pretty early of based on some of RCRC's help on really understanding like how it is that we decide what is that attraction piece of economic development. So last February, I essentially went to my board of supervisors and said, I'm, I'm done trying to be everything for everyone. I'm not going to call target every day. I'm not going to call this or that. I'm going to do exactly what you just said, Barbara, which is here are three key industries I think would fit, fit into the community, have the workforce it needs and have the, the resources to actually end up here. And so we essentially said, we're going after natural resources manufacturing. We're going after healthcare for senior because we have a retirement community. We already have the hospital infrastructure and we're going after hospitality because obviously the Sierra Nevada region and being close to Yosemite National Park, we're a tourism industry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's an important key to for a lot of economic development directors that it's, it is, it's what are those key industries to start now? And then I like that idea of saying, well, we have those three, but we still can be aspirational. What are, what is that future kind of maybe next, next generation that we can start to uh, teach and get in for a, a new industry? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two things that you just said, I think are so key. One is to play to your strengths. So to play to your strengths, you have to understand what your strengths are, which you've obviously done in your analysis. Um, and then the second point that you mentioned is the focus. Because what I see um, across the United States when, when I've gone in to do accreditations of economic development organizations for the International Economic Development Council um, is organizations that don't focus, that do kind of a shotgun approach to economic development, really have very little to show for it in results. Um, they're, they're, you know, more reactionary than proactive. And it's those organizations, I think, that focus on, you know, two or three key areas um, and really identify what metrics uh, measure success and then hold themselves accountable are the ones that really shine. Nice. And I think one of the things that I also did for even, I decided even more than just industry specific, I said, I know which types of business I want to go after. I, I know that I'm not going to go after while I'll still kind of be aware and be um, open to the prospect of it. I'm probably not going to go after corporations that have shareholders or giant boards of directors because mm -hmm. that the process for them is they understand demographics, they understand data. So even before they do, anything they're doing a full digital site selection right and so if they don't hit those key metrics probably not even going to be considered so i told my board i said look we understand that so let's go after maybe like family corporations or private companies that have an executive director while they might have a board but they have an executive director that is an executive director who is making those decisions so i i kind of starting to tailor a lot of my marketing materials and websites so that those smaller, maybe zero to a hundred employee type private businesses can find all that right information online and have those decisions once I start reaching out to them. So yeah, I think that's really interesting. You interact with 37 counties. What, what are you seeing from those counties that maybe I can emulate or can learn from to kind of bring to what I'm doing here? 
Well, I think you could serve as a model for a lot of those counties in, in, in terms of energy and focus and passion. But, um, you know, I will say this about the 37 counties and we really, we go, you know, literally all the way down to the Mexican border with Imperial County and all the way up to the Oregon border with, you know, Siskiyou, Del Norte, Modoc. So really it's a very varied, um, lots of different areas of focus um, some organizations or entities uh, focus on business retention. Some are doing business attraction. Um, and, and the interesting thing is, if I have any wisdom to dispense to, to anybody after all of my years, it's don't put all your eggs in just one basket. Um, you know, you, there's more bang for your buck in energy spent keeping your existing companies happy and giving them the ability to grow than there is in going out and getting something shiny and new. Um, so that said, it's, it's important at the local economic development level, I think, to really be consistent in your business outreach or business retention. I prefer to call business outreach because retention kind of, in my mind, connotes that they're leaving already. Um, you're trying to retain them. But business outreach is a more proactive approach. But get out there and talk to your local businesses, get to know them, identify, you know, what their, what their red flags are perhaps, you know, in terms of um, things that are negatives for them and what their future plans are. Um, and that you can identify opportunities for them in your daily business, you know, maybe erasing a barrier of some kind that they have or putting them together with somebody else in your community that leverages, leverages uh, resources. And then that business attraction piece is so important too, because you always want to have new, new blood, so to speak, new, new energy and, and engagement coming into a community kind of wakes the community up. Um, but I wouldn't say go all in on one or the other. You really have to be mindful of taking care of both. Um, and that's one thing that I think, particularly down in your area in the gold country, region down there, you've got such strong economic development partners, Cole, across your sister counties in your region. You're very lucky. I mean, that's what I would say about that region is there are some very strong players um, in the economic development arena in the gold country area that we love working with, love supporting from an RCRC point of view. Um, but really every county is different different areas of focus from industry standpoint, different areas of focus for zoning and entitlement, you know, getting right down to the foundational level. And then I, there's actually, there's one that I have been wanting to kind of copy in the sense of what they've been doing in it's Sierra business council. They have the SBDC and, and we refer and we help in the sense of outreach for a lot of businesses to understand what, what resources are available, like mother job training, Valley Sierra, small business development center. But one thing that I've been really wanting to do that I love that Sierra business council did is they essentially created this program where they get uh, four to five. So I'm thinking like one to three, but key businesses that are already successful, but then how do we throw hundreds of hours of consulting through SBDC and all the different programs we know of to really take them to the next step. And so that's one of the things that I really yeah. would want to do. Cause I think that's such a great idea. And I have some businesses in mind where it's like, let's focus on like, you're already great. How can we make you go to that next step of maybe getting an export agreement or an export yeah. contract? And so that's where I've been kind of working with world trade organization, Kevin Mather and 
um, to your point, yeah, our sister counties, uh, we, we speak frequently and I, I love that portion of my, our region is that we work so well together. Yeah. Um, one of the and that, that SBDC program, if I could just, add, yeah. just pile on to your comment. So one of my roles um, when I worked for the state was I was the state director of the SBDC program. Um, back when it was just kind of growing, we were letting contracts to assign the local um, centers. But that program is really kind of one of the underutilized gems, I think, in the state of California, where businesses do get free technical assistance. Um, and it's a, it can be everything from writing a business plan to adapting or changing a marketing plan. It really is a great resource for businesses that so many of so many don't know about um and it really can be a game changer it can also connect as you mentioned to other organizations in the economic development hemisphere you know world trade export related or financial programs or or whatnot so it's a great program i, I like where you're going with that I agree um so one of the things that we, you hit on it so business retention expansion attraction but one of the things that it seems a lot of economic development directors get, I wouldn't necessarily say sucked into, but then a part of are much more abstract problems. So for example, like let's just say we wanted to attract Oracle. Well, now we need to talk about, do we actually have the infrastructure like broadband? And, and that's where I think we start to lose the ability to explain to constituents what we're doing. Like, then they say, well, why are you even dealing with housing? What, what does that have to do with anything? What are you doing with this and that? So in your experience, how, how do, maybe how do I effectively describe while I'm doing these retention and expansion things that are very economic development oriented and a little bit easier to explain, how do I start to describe those abstract problems I'm trying to solve that are important, but maybe not necessarily as easy to explain? I think you've hit upon a really good point is the difference between community development and economic development. And the two really are married because without, without good community development, you're not going to be highly successful in economic development. Um, so community development is all those things that you just mentioned that make a community a better product. Um, in this case to a business that you're attempting to attract. So it's, solid schools, it's broadband, it's water and sewer, it's a friendly business climate within the, the, the community. Um, it's all those things that really go to what the product is that you're going to be marketing. The economic development piece of it, once you have a strong foundation, a good community development um, effort and uh, a good offering, so to speak, then you can be highly successful with that economic development piece, which is that business attraction, business expansion, um, even business development, if you're wanting to grow businesses from within in a certain industry sector. But the two really do go hand in hand. I, through, throughout my career, that's how I've described it, is communities that I represented when I covered the greater Sacramento area you know, I had 24 cities and six counties that were members of the organization that I marketed. I took their product that they worked at at the local level, to your point, this is you, you know, making it better, making it stronger. Um, and then I went and marketed that product. Um, but 
you're right. I was kind of, I was above the local, the community development piece in that role. At the local level, you do, as an economic development director, get pulled into community development, so to speak. And you really have to build that community development piece because that's what you're marketing. That's your product to the businesses. And you can't be successful getting an Oracle, if we carry this analogy all the way through, getting an Oracle unless you have the right workforce or training, you know, educational infrastructure, unless you have broadband, um, unless you have zoned and entitled land, all of those things are part of the foundation that is community development that allows you to be successful in the economic development aspect. Did, in your experience, where did you find more fruitful time spent? You know, it's interesting. When I, when I left um, the Sacramento Area Commerce and Trade Organization to follow my daughter's basketball career and was doing consulting. Um, I worked with different uh, jurisdictions. Um, and what I would tell them as I helped them develop an economic development plan is you need, and this seems simple, but it's really hard to do, as you know, because you, because in large part, when you're a local economic developer, developer, you're in a more of a reaction. I mean, if your phone reactionary role, if your phone rings, you have to pick it up and respond. Um, so it sounds simple, but just block off one day of every week to do business calls, to do those outreach calls and, and try it and start out that way, but really isolate that day and try and hold it for that on the, on the community development. What's more important community development or economic development they're both equally as important, but I will tell you, the stronger your community development piece is, the stronger that, that product is that you have to market, you know, that has the workforce and the infrastructure and the broadband, and um, the more successful you're going to be on the economic development side. But you can still be successful as you're building that product, that community development piece. You just might not get your Oracle right out of the chute. It might be a five-person mom and pop, um, you know, small light manufacturer that is a perfect fit for your area. And by the way, to your point earlier, those, those are your targets, those small businesses. They're also the ones who, that don't answer to shareholders, don't have to go through a big approval process to move. More often than not, it's a decision that's made, you know, in a kitchen, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and they have the ability to pick up and move. They don't have the inertia that the big companies do. So, um, I think both can be done at the same time, but that community development piece is, is a strong asset to the economic development piece, but you can be successful in economic development just with your existing, uh, you know, assets that you have. It just, you just need to change your focus a little bit about what you're what your aspirations are. Right. I liked one of the ideas you just shared too, because I always wonder, I, that's one of the things I want to be is not reactionary, is proactive. And so I remember from some of my past jobs is that we had this time block and it was exactly what you said. Um, you decide specific actions that you're going to take. And I like that. Spend a day. And I think it would be this Thursday on after Tuomi Talks Business, where I'm already trying to be available for business owners regardless of what you're doing that day on Thursday at 9 a.m. to join. So you can ask me questions or ask any of the guest questions. But then after that, just say, okay, now for the next three hours, I'm just going to reach out 
to businesses. And that's one thing I don't, I don't think I necessarily do enough yet. I reach out to businesses, but it's the ones that I already kind of know are open to help or those that have asked me questions. But I think it would be great now that I have a list of businesses in Tuolumne County to even the ones that don't know, because a lot of times they don't even know what programs are available, resources. Right. And so I think that's a great idea. I'm going to probably start doing that. Um, yeah. so that's one idea to adapt, but I was those, one of my last questions is what do you think we should be doing as economic development, economic development directors or in this world to adapt to kind of what's been changing? To the changing time. Well, the, the big thing now that's kind of topical in the economic development field, and we'll see how it plays out is this whole, um, it, it, it could be a silver lining for rural California as, as it re, as it relates to COVID is the home office, right? Working remotely. And I think what it's been five months since the shelter in place order was issued by Governor Newsom and we all kind of retreated um, to our home offices, mine here on my kitchen table. Um, but people are comfortable now with Zoom and they're comfortable with uh, phone conversations. And um, I can speak for myself when I say, well, I miss the the, the in-person interaction, I, I truly do, but I don't necessarily miss spending a day getting to one meeting. Um, I'm much more efficient, much more effective via Zoom. Um, so I think that, I, I say that by means of saying, I think the world is changing. If I've changed, <laughs> then I think, that, and I'm, I'm at the outside of, of adaptation um, boundaries. Um, I think the world is changing, truly. I mean, corporations are saying we're not going to have anybody come back till next June or July. You know, large corporations are saying that. Or some are saying we're never going to have, you know, employees back in the office. We're going to do remote. That's a huge opportunity, I believe, for rural California. If we can get you all the broadband speeds and access that you need, because that's the requirement for working remotely <laughs> is you have to be able to connect to the rest of the world in order to be productive. So I think that's topical, um, you know, in the, the statewide economic development circles right now, it's topical in the U S wide economic development circles is how is our rural California or rural America going to take advantage of this new norm. So here's my pitch to you then with that in mind is, this is something that I've been thinking about, but I don't have the, the, the connections or the communication levels yet to make it happen. That, but maybe RCRC can be that facilitator for all of us rural counties, which is get the meeting with, the, with Google, who just said you're remote till 2021. Get the meeting with Facebook or whoever it is in the Bay Area so that you can be that pitching mechanism for us to say, look, here's some specific locations within California, you're still two hours away, but you don't have to go to Austin. You don't have to go to Seattle. You can have that mountain. You can have the, that rural feel, but still be in that California market. So maybe RCRCs are our pitching mechanism for some of those bigger oracles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we could definitely figure that out. I mean, um, we've got enough contacts at the state level too, to help us with that as well. So it's, it's, it's happening organically. That's the one yes. thing that it, it's happening. And so it's, it's, we will, I personally want to encourage it. Um, and I know all of, I mean, I've gone to Susanville and this, the supervisors say the same thing. So we all want it, but we just, I don't think we know necessarily who to contact or how to make that happen. Cause right now, if you talk to realtors in Tuolumne County, 
they're saying the vast majority of their new home sales are to Bay Area right. in cash, yeah. right? And so um, you're right though, broadband, it's important. I'll put one it, pitch out there, 76% of Tuolumne County has gig internet. So you can get it if you want it. That's fantastic. You're, you're ahead of the game, Cole. No, you're that's not me. That was, that's <laughs> a, that's a fast networks putting in a middle mile. So nice. if, you want, if you want to go live up in Pinecrest and have gig internet, sorry. But it's not going to happen yet. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully one day. One day we'll get it out to Pinecrest. Um, yeah, but I, absolutely, we could figure out how to get you in front of the right people. That's that's definitely something we'd be happy to help you with. Um, but again, it gets back to know what you have, know what you're marketing. Make sure that if you go and talk to them and they say, "Do you have this?" that the answer is yes. Yeah, that that big one going back to community community development now is houses. So that's the one yeah. thing, it, it's especially if in the Bay Area, I'm sure you have a specific taste and desire for what a house is. And so one of the, the Tuolumne County, we don't have a lot of new home stock. A lot of our home stock is 80s, 90s. That was when the, we had the vast majority built. And now it's kind of, you're in the smaller community development of maybe 10 to 20 new homes at a time. So yeah, that is, know what you're good at, know what's there. Um, any last tips so I can let you get out back onto your work? Any last tips for business owners or any last tips for us economic development directors? Oh my gosh, business owners. I just, my heart goes out to all of you, particularly the, the small business owners and what the, what COVID has put upon you all. So um, just hang in there as best you can. If you need anything and you're in Tuolumne County, call Cole. He's amazing. Um <laughs> And if there's anything, Cole, that we can help you with by extension, you know our number as well. But um, just, I, I really think small business has, has a special place in my heart because that's where I started my economic development career. And really, it's, it's overstated, but, but true, is small businesses are the backbone of our economy here in California. So um, anything that we can do to help, help you all grow and succeed um, use your economic development people, um, whether it's Cole or if you're in a different county, Cole can direct you, but lean on them, ask them. That's what we're here for. I tell my team all the time, the job of an economic developer is not to be an expert in anything, but to know who all the experts are. That's really our job is to connect and, and, um, connect for success for business success. So, um, that was a great yeah. last tip. Don't yeah. try to be the expert. Know the experts. I like that. Know the experts. Yeah. An inch deep and a mile wide is the best thing in the world of economic development. <laughs> awesome. Barbara, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me today, but also all of us that are listening. Um, you are a role model of mine, so I appreciate every moment, every moment you dedicate to, to me and then also the Tuolumne County community. So thank you very thank much. You. Thank you, Cole. Thank yep. you. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And I wanted to thank all of you who joined in to listen to the show today. My hope is by talking business and working together today, we can strengthen our local economy, become more resilient and encourage growth in ourselves, our communities and businesses. Thank you. And I look forward to you joining us next week.